Welcome to the Founder and Force Multiplier podcast, where we explore how leaders work together with their right-hand partners to turn ideas into action and build wildly successful businesses. Today, we are so stoked and excited to host the founders of Eagle Investors, Ishan Sandir and Vishu Namburi. The dynamic duo share how they started their journey, the challenges they faced, and how they maximized on their strategic partnership and applied force multipliers within the business to grow and scale. You will definitely leave this episode feeling very inspired, no matter where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Vishu, Ishan, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. We are so excited and so humbled to have such young souls who are making a difference and an impact in today's society. Um, We have the co-founders of Eagle Investors here to share their story, their triumphs, their struggles, and why, you know, they're still doing what they do today. Um, To kick us off, Ishan and Vishu, tell our audience the Ishan and Vishu elevator pitch. Hi, Manal. Thanks so much for having us today on the call. Um, You know, just to start us off, uh, Vishu and I, as you said, are, are young, but I would like to say that we've done a lot, you know, throughout our career thus far. Um, number one, we started by uh, creating a student-run nonprofit investment fund at the Kelly School of Business so at awesome. Indiana. You can envision it kind of like a student-run hedge fund where we got money donated from the university, uh, and we we're able to manage it and teach all the students about real money management. Wow. Um, and then we donate a portion of the returns uh, each month. So this is something that we actually founded and created when... We had just started college. We saw that you know we wanted to go into investments and trading in that industry, but we didn't see that uh, there was any real money opportunity. So we took that opportunity and we we tried to make something of it. Um, it was a very difficult process, but we made amazing connections along the way. Um, uh, and uh, you know th- those connections that we built through that foundation were able to drive us towards other entrepreneurial ventures. And I can pass off to Vishu to tell you more about what we currently do. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Vishu Naburi, and uh, when I met Ishan through ECMG, the uh, organization we founded at Kelly, um, we just had that spark, and we knew that uh, we were trying to build so many big things. Not only were we able to significantly grow ECMG and um, help, uh, so for the student-run investment fund that we're running, um, it was the first of its kind at Indiana University, and we were able to uh, not only teach uh, students about different types of investment strategies, as well as run our own student-run investment portfolio, we were also able to donate portions of the pro- uh, profits to uh, our uh, Indiana University Student Foundation. So that foundation is um, meant to help uh, struggling students who might be might be able to pay their bills and um, uh, try to help them in that uh, in that regard. And then um, jumping from there, we uh, saw that we had those synergies in place and we uh, founded Eagle Investors and Eagle Investors has taken off. We uh, 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 started the business around May of 2019 and we were able to grow significantly. Initially, we were just looking to have a group of investors that discuss what they're seeing in the markets. And then from there, we were able to grow significantly um, uh, to over 250,000 members within our oh, wow. community today. And uh, we, uh, we, uh, we've, uh, had, uh, we've learned a lot throughout the process. We've been able to build out learning management systems so we can help 
uh, it doesn't matter uh, what we pride ourselves with in, in terms of our community. It doesn't matter if you've never traded a stock or option in your life or you've been trading for 10 to 15 years or even longer than that. Um, we're uh, trying to foster a community where everyone's welcomed in and we're able to provide resources for everyone as well. Um, we've been able to build various different types of trading tools as well as uh, build out our community even further through the traders that we have within our group uh, to help create that environment and uh, be that place for investors to find all of their trading information as well as further themselves in their own trade uh, uh, with their own trading as well. Yeah, wow. just to tie off of what Vishu said really quickly is we are an investment advisory firm. We were recently declared uh, by the SEC um, back about a year ago, and this was a big accomplishment for us um, as we're able to offer now fiduciary advice um, through right. our platform. Um, and this is something that a lot of other online platforms do not have, and that's our competitive advantage um, is that we do offer actual advice, and it's not we don't label things and say it's not trading advice because we're actually able to give that. So um, a lot of that you see online, people will just throw out, hey, buy this stock, buy this stock. It's very hard to trust. Here, you know, we go above and beyond. We try to do things the right way. We have a team of advisors who work around the clock, around the world, to make sure that your questions are answered. Uh, we trade yeah. everything that you can think of from stock, options, futures, cryptocurrency, Forex. We have people who specialize in it all. We have daily live streams for day trading. That's something you've ever been interested in. Uh, we specialize in derivatives trading, so options and futures. Um, and we really profit in any market condition. That's what we pride ourselves on. We've actually done very well this year in terms of performance for our clients, especially when you compare it to the broad market and the indices. Uh, and we'll continue to do that uh, throughout all of Eagle. So we just try to really level the playing field between all of uh, you know retail traders and uh, institutions because uh, there's a huge discrepancy. We see uh, you know your regular everyday type person, uh, a regular everyday person, you know, get a trading app, something like Robinhood, Webull, um, or even just see that commissions are lower now from $5 a stock trade to nothing. You can do it for free now. So accessibility is going up um, and we bring technology and tools that we can watch what the big money at the hedge funds are doing to level the playing field. And we offer these resources to clients through our three subscriptions, Infinity, Diamond, and Silver, which all offer a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Right. Wow. 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 Okay. That deserves, that deserves a cup. Like I cannot, well, coming in myself from over 15 years in the financial services industry, running strategy for wealth management firms. Um, I cannot tell you. And then also I teach investments at the university. It makes my heart personally so happy to hear what you guys are doing because you've taken sort of your institutional learning and you're applying what's the future where investing is going, how the industry is changing, and how can you keep up with the industry. I think that is something that if you look at a lot of financial services companies today, that is one of the biggest challenges that they're facing, is actually keeping up with the digitization, the alternative investments, the new age of investing, maybe even the new behavior, behavioral triggers of investing. Um, you see, when I was young, we were only as good as an encyclopedia. <laughs> And a book, a textbook that we were given. Today, the world is changing because knowledge is everywhere, right? The digital, the Google age has literally provided knowledge in everybody's hands. And it's beautiful to see what you guys are doing with it and how you built um, your network. It's amazing. Tell our audience, what is it? What was that pivotal moment where you guys looked at each other? I'm just assuming, I'm, make, I'm making this up in my head that you guys looked at each other one day 
and you're like, you know what? This is us. We're going to be entrepreneurs and we're going to make an impact. And we are going to have a startup that's eventually going to be a mature business that's going to have profound impacts. Like how and when? Yeah, that's a great question, Manala. And, and Vishu and I probably chuckle a little bit when you say that because <laughs> um, we met when we were you know, very young. I think I was probably 19 years old and Vishu was 18 years old at the time. Yep. Um, I had been going to the Kelly School of Business uh, throughout my freshman year. Um, and Vishu had recently graduated high school and was going to the Kelly School of Business. He was from my area, kind of maybe like 30, 40 minutes away. And I was on LinkedIn one day and I, you know, and we had been talking about, you know, just kind of these ideas and stuff like that. And I saw that Vishu had made some really interesting posts on LinkedIn about his successful traits. Um, and I went and I kind of read through them. I was like, wow, he's he must be so young. And I saw that he was coming to the university. So I just oh, wow. got in touch with him. And, um, you know, I, we were lucky to meet through like online means, although we were kind of from the same area, going to the same place. Um, yeah. And we met at Starbucks for the first time. And Vishu, I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's when we truly started to uh, discuss like what we we're looking at within the markets, and we really clicked in terms of like looking at strategies. Trying to, I remember we would try to back test specific strategies. We would try to um, see the viability, see um, what types of strategies we could put on, and um, we just kept on discussing from there. And then I would say um, within the business itself. Uh, working together and building it, I would say the pivotal mo moment came uh, uh, around March of 2020. That's when we saw a huge growth within our uh, company overall. We saw a lot of retail investors coming into the market. Um, we saw um, a retail investor boom as um, many people were coming, uh, uh, were working from home. They wanted to manage their own wealth and finances, and uh, uh, we saw a lot of these uh, growth and tech names grow significantly during that period. So um, I believe during that period, we saw a growth from uh, 60,000 members to over 125,000 members in oh, such wow. a short span. So we were uh, on day and night. I remember we would be, uh, the markets were very volatile during that period. So we would be looking at the markets pre-market after hours. We would be watching it like a hawk whenever we got the chance. We would be watching futures uh, all the time. So uh, that's when we really saw it. Uh, it became something where uh, we were able to see the impact that we were able to make on uh, so many different investors. Um, one thing is during that period, a lot of groups weren't necessarily recommending any risk management during that period. That's something that we keyed in on because there were a lot of people who were putting significant amounts of their portfolios into names that could that had little to no intrinsic value. So um, we uh, kept on reminding our clients to have a proper risk management strategies and we were able to see that impact on clients firsthand as well. So um, uh, just from there, we, we were able to see that impact and then uh, we were able to grow significantly from there. Yeah, wow. and that, like that aha moment essentially where uh, I think Vishu and I, uh, you know, understood that this could really take off and that we should continue to pursue a venture because some everybody can start like an idea or come up with an idea, right. but how far you run with it and how successful that is. 
we really decided to run with Eagle during that time. But the, the benefit was that we were positioned well before that. We didn't know that it was going to take off the way that it did. Uh, but by being in this industry, having you know this drive and understanding that we were going to be in the space before the explosion, essentially, we were well positioned to actually do something. And that put us ahead of our competition who maybe popped up during that time, whereas we had already existed. And you know that's why we maybe still exist when the competition may not. So we're just always trying to be positioned. You know, we, we, uh, we're lucky to be in the investments and trading like industry and kind of wanting to go to business school and stuff like that. So I think we played on our strengths and we positioned ourselves for the potential to succeed. And then that time came and that's why we decided to continue. I love it. I love all of it. I cannot speak about how amazing you guys are. I know I hope and wish my kids turn out like you guys, your parents have to be <laughs> super proud. Um, uh, you know, throughout this journey that you have been on, I'm sure there have been challenges. It's probably not been very easy, right? Today, it sounds easy when you talk about it. Um, give us a little insight about some of the challenges that you guys might have faced. And what is it about your duo and your relationship that helped you overcome them? Yeah, that's that's a fantastic question. The first thing that comes to mind is like, who do you trust to you know, be like, not necessarily like loyal, but, but also like to get their work done, you know, and, and, and get, have the same drive as you, you know, you want to surround yourself with those people that you can really trust. And one thing that I think Vishu and I found, especially when we were trying to scale the business very quickly when we needed to, because we were yeah. such a big influx of customers is that it was very difficult figuring out who we could trust because everybody wanted to be like a part of the program and get some right. money. But uh, we were we had to be careful who we kind of let in being an advisor, you know, because everybody thought they were really good at trading at that time. Um, <laughs> what was the benefit was that we had, you know, this relationship before just the business. We're not just colleagues. I think that we met as friends, you know, and uh, really our executive team is so tight knit because of that. All of us have relationships prior to the business, and that's why we work so well together. Um, it's like tried and tested essentially through our uh, investment group and things like that. We understand. We try to you know, recruit from there as well with from leadership skills and stuff. So that really helped us that that helps us get through it is that we know that our close pack of executives, no matter what happens, like we will be together um, and that we will be OK together no matter, you know, who what outside people kind of come in. And that's something we really learned, you know, throughout this process is that, um, you know, it seems easy and everybody wants to maybe help you when times are good. But then when times are bad, it's like you're on your own, you know, so who do you really right. trust? And um, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the keys. Vishu, what do you think? Yeah, I think that was something, especially early on that we learned, um, just, uh, trying to make sure that when you are setting up that team, having people that you trust and also people who have, uh, a similar vision as well, you don't necessarily want someone to, uh, if you don't have the same vision, it's very hard to work with them. And um, uh, if they don't show necessarily the same passion or drive within the company, then maybe the role is not the perfect fit there. And I would say just like being part of a startup, wearing so many different hats, especially early on, 
I had my hands in almost every single project, same with Ashan, and same with our other executive members as well. So um, just having our hands in everything. And for example, if something urgent comes up, trying to, yeah, you just have to drop everything and try it and work to fix that issue. So um, we've had multiple moments where, um, for example, we're dealing with a payments issue, trying to make sure we get that fixed as soon as possible right. and working with all the potential resources to fix that. And also, uh, I would say like managing relationships, not only between um, employees with the company, but also with clients as well. Um, I would say the major thing is like, communication, 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 just making sure that all everyone is on the same page, making sure that we're able to promptly put updates, specific reasoning behind what you are doing, and um, trying to make sure that we're able to provide the best decision for not only the company, but also uh, putting the client's best interest in the first as well. That's awesome. There's a very important question that I have. A lot of individuals, when they start out on a finance journey, and a lot of companies, you know, that provide, um, you know, advisory, it is it is a very important fiduciary responsibility, right? And we have seen in the past that the reason we've had more than one financial crisis is due to, um, maybe for lack of better words, like having strong ethics or, you know, really doing the right thing before greed or anything like that. When in speaking to you guys, that you guys exude that. It seems to be a culture that you have to make sure that you're doing right by people, that you're always doing the right thing, that you are focused on knowledge and responsibility and accountability. Share with us a little bit how, how you hold those values and how you share those values across in your firm as well. Yeah, Manal, that's perfect. And you almost like took the words out of the exact thing that I tell <laughs> our staff all the time is that uh, we are not here to make money. We're here to help people and making money is a side effect of helping people if we're successful and do that properly. And that's kind of how we pitch it. That's what Eagle is built on. Another thing there is that we came from the background of a 51c3 nonprofit, and that's always been something part of our culture. I think maybe it's probably part of how we were brought up from maybe our, our, our parents and things like that. Yeah. Um, but to always do the right thing and honest, and that gets you really far in this business. And you know, it is in my opinion because you actually make relationships value over time instead of just you know a one and done relationship. You had a one good trade. You know, it's you know it's a it's a constant journey and it's. A stair step ladder of many trades not just one trade because then you blow it all in the next trade so you know those are just some some brief things that i like to talk about to the clients and stuff Vishu, anything that i missed uh one thing i just wanted to mention is typically when you're looking at these online platforms you see the typical stereotype where you say hey we'll uh turn ten thousand dollars into a million dollars right. that's not what we're here for um, we're focused more on risk management making sure that we're able to uh, not necessarily uh, uh, turn a portfolio up a thousand percent. We're trying to make sure that um, uh, we're able to build wealth and not necessarily risk it all. So um, I would say that's a, that's been a philosophy. We're trying to do what's right on that side as well. We've had instances, for example, where um, we we decided someone wasn't the right fit for the team based off right. of 
what they were doing and making sure that um, uh, they're putting not only they're putting best interest of clients first. So that's something that we constantly reiterate. And then also having that uh, designation of being a registered investment advisory firm only makes it more contingent that we uh, put the best interest of our clients first. So we've been able to reiterate that by becoming a registered investment advisory firm as well. Yeah, and Manal, there's so many different people who try to compete with us in the same space, right. but none right. of them have registration. And, um, you know, the, the thing is, you know, you can trust us and that's what our value proposition is. Um, we can prove that, you know, we do our best with our clients. And, and if you don't want to take it from us, you can hear what our clients have to say as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And to be honest, it is anyone can put out a product and a company out there. But you can tell when you're speaking that the values that you speak of and the values that are going to make your company have a competitive edge and genuinely be sort of a future um, vision of what financial institutions should look like, um, you can hear that in the way you speak, in the way you carry yourselves. Um, you don't just talk to talk the talk. You are walking the walk. And it is very obvious. And from somebody who has been in the finance world for a very long time, um, it is an honor to be around people who have that mindset. Saying that, where you guys are today in your careers um, with this company, are there readings? Um, are there people that mentors that you follow? Do you have mentors? Like, how do you, you have very strong mental fitness. That is something that I have sort of caught on to in my few conversations with you guys is that, you have a level of maturity of understanding how to deal with life and complexity, um, really making a positive impact. Um, who are the people that you know surround you, or the things that you read or you follow that sort of help build on that onto that? Yes, that's a really good question. And, and thanks, thanks, about it, I like that you like my questions. <laughs> yeah, it was a great question. And I apologize if you hear like my little dog in the background barking. He's just wondering what's going on and wants to be part of the podcast too. But uh, overall, you know, uh, overall, um, in terms of mentorship, um, you know, it's I've been very privileged to have like you know, number one, identifying that privilege to go to a university and things like that. Not everybody has that, and I understand that that was a huge privilege, I think, that we were able to have and that we were able to be around people who would potentially have the same mindset. So putting yourself in those same places is very important, I think, as we said earlier. In terms of specific mentors, um, you know, my parents, you know, the, they're very hardworking. They did it a little different than me. You know, they did it by the book. They're both physicians and doctors, but they showed me, you know, to do things the right way, you know, to not always, like, get greedy or, you know, and, and, and just stuff like that. In terms of the reading, you know, just on a personal level, I read financial news. Uh, even when it comes to like, you know, political things, you know, I will read it in a financial scope, in a lens, because usually that can be more objective, but that's also maybe what we're more concerned with. So I try to get my news as unbiased as possible, or just I try to read like unbiased as possible. We consume so much news. Um, we think we don't read like a book, but the way that we are on our online platforms is we're exactly. reading all the time. And we don't think that, I, I never think of it like that, but we're constantly, constantly learning and reading, um, usually financial lens type things. Yeah. Vishu, what about you? Yeah, I would say um, uh, just coming from the classical business, I've been fortunate enough to have 
um, so many professors who have learned more about the venture that we're running and uh, just hear about it and have that like sounding board um, as an effect. And I would say, um, like Ishan, my parents have been always in a helping hand as well. Um, I can't tell you how many entrepreneurial adventures that I've run even as a kid. Um, and oh, wow. uh, I've always had that mindset, um, whether it was, for example, uh, flipping uh, iPhones and uh, laptops or uh, starting to trade with my own uh, brokerage. Uh, I started, I actually started very early um, very nice. uh, thanks to my parents. So I was just able to fully throw myself into the investment space uh, through them and I uh, just kept on learning, finding resources online, um, finding videos whenever I could. And then also uh, specifically um, one show that I really like watching is called The Profit on CNBC with Marcus Limonis. A lot of his uh, philosophies such as like trying to build a business with uh, a people, process, and product. I always keep that in mind, trying to make sure that you have the pop- a proper people within a business. You're able to uh, create a solid foundation and process within your business for each specific uh, product that you're running. And then finally, trying to sum everything up to uh, create the best possible product that you can create for your clients as well. So um, uh, I've used that a lot of times uh, throughout my journey here at Eagle and throughout my own life as well. That's awesome. Um, as you guys sort of grew the startup, obviously when you first started, it was very scrappy. You had a lot of administrative burden. You guys were doing play, putting on many hats, playing many um, sort of roles. Was there a moment when you realized that in order to grow and cast your vision, you really need to take off that administrative burden off of you and have like, you know, either a EA or a force multiplier within your firm to help you sort of grow and expand and multiply what you can provide from a vision, from a direction, from a a strategic growth perspective. Yeah. And that's a great question as well. I think, you know, again, we learned this in the foundational stages with with the nonprofit startup is that in order to make something work, it's not necessarily that you have something great or like you have an awesome product or development. It's like how, how many people are like, do you expand it to and buy into your vision, you know? And then around that, then you can build because now you have resources, you know? And right. what we did, for example, it was like, you know, I didn't have anything, you know, we had nothing. We just said we wanted to potentially get money from the university and hopefully we get it next semester, come be a part of the first one, you know? And we didn't know anything that we could do it, but we had 20 people show up in a in a room after hours wow. in suits and start presenting. And then we, we made something from that, you know? So it's not necessarily like fake it till you make it, but at the same time, like you, you, you know, that that's a real story. So uh, same with Eagle is like, we, we ran with that. It was like, we understood that immediately we need to start expanding our network and our, it's a network thing. I think network resources, and then you might not use all these people's network. They might be expensive, but at least you have that on the table and you know where to go from there. And so you can delegate because that's one of the first things you have to do. It's like, I, I always say like, um, I'm, I'm, I try to be like an octopus is like, I have like eight arms and I can, you know, I want to have arms and everything that, that does everything. Um, but the reality of the situation is that, you know, sometimes you have to be like focused, you know, and one thing that I struggle with on a daily basis that we're still trying to work through is that 
you know, I, I serve as, you know, an advisor with Eagle and I'm, you know, one of the people who does one of our option swing portfolios, but I'm also the CEO of the company and with all right. the clients, hey, Sean, what are you, what are you trading with your money? You know, what, what's the next trade? What's the next play? You know? And I'm like, guys, like, sorry, I'm on, I'm on a podcast, you know, but we got to talk and we have <laughs> CEO duties to do, you know? Um, uh, but you know, and that's one thing that I'm trying to balance. So, you know, recently we're installing a new system where all of our traders and advisors have trade assistance. Um, and those assistants do a lot of the communication and the delegation to the clients that the traders that's can awesome. focus on making the clients the most amount of money, the least amount of time with the most people following, which is their job. So, um, that's, that's kind of just the gist on kind of, you know, the whole thing, but Vishy, what do you think? Yeah, I would say another thing is like thinking like intrinsically, like what are our strengths and weaknesses and trying to, based off of that, try to figure out where our best roles are suited. And we've been working on it with Asshole within the company, trying to see like um, uh, what are like the day-to-day tasks that we should be doing and what are day-to-day tasks that we can have other people do as well. So trying to understand that and trying to uh, find people who fit that as well. So um, we've been constantly um, building that out. And then also um, uh, through our network, for example, all of us come from a more of a business background, but we've been able to, when we're working on technology products, for example, we've been able to uh, partner with individuals who have that specific skill set and try to make sure that we're able to build it and mix both worlds as well. So um, always trying to find people who can specialize in those specific fields and then from there we can take advantage of everyone's strengths. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. All this has been incredible and I'm sure so many will take so many good lessons from this. For others out there, maybe still at the university stage, is there any advice you would give the youth of today when they have an idea, when they have a passion for something or when they are on the cusp of not really knowing if they want to start a business or not. Yeah, that's, that's a, you know, I'm trying to think what would be the best uh, advice that I could think of. And it it would be to, you know, don't be afraid to fail. I can't tell you how many times I've failed. You know, I could list, I've I've failed more times than I've succeeded in it. That's, there's no way, you know, and even to this day, Vishu and I come up with new entrepreneurship ventures and ideas that aren't around Eagle. And we, we fail, you know, and, and we're just waiting to see what the next best thing is. Don't stop. Uh, whether you have something successful already or not, continue to look, you know, and diversify yourself um, with different types of entrepreneurship ventures. And um, if you're just trying to start, like, don't be afraid to go out there and, and take a shot. And when you take a shot and you see some success, build up from there because you can parlay it up to actually a small, medium-sized business, you know, from right. just an idea. Again, you know, don't be afraid to fail and lose, especially if you're younger. Um, I, I actually got this advice, I think, just like online. You know, I just saw like a, you know, like an Instagram post on like a motivational thing. It was a guy talking about, hey, your 20s are built for you to fail and your 30s are for you to understand what you failed at. So then you kind of start your career and then your 40s and 50s and 60s, you do what you figured out you're good at and you make your money, right? right. So don't be afraid, like if you're 20 and, and we might sound like we have everything figured out, but we really don't. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> ways like yeah. you know it you know we are still like a startup and we're expanding rapidly um so you know don't be afraid of uncertainty which is very difficult even for me you know and and uh what i would say, and then don't be afraid to fail like because if you want to be an entrepreneur you're good that's going to happen to you more times than you succeed probably. so yeah. yeah that's that's so well said thank you so much for sharing that so okay 
we've we've kind of gone through your professional hat. We only know you through the lens of your greatness around building these companies and the finance world. What is something that people don't know about you? Something people are surprised to find out. Vishu, I got to think. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to think about this as well. But I'm like huge, huge sports fan. So um, oh, whenever I get a uh, chance, I'll always be watching sports. I'm huge into analytics when it comes to understanding like uh, how players are doing, trying to um, I'm big into fantasy football as well. So I'll always be looking into those metrics, seeing who they play, seeing how even how the field conditions are, seeing the, uh, what the expected weather, what the wind speed is, and then from there trying to make decisions for my teams. And I also always enjoy uh, playing uh, basketball, football, whenever I get the chance as well. Yeah. Who are the teams? Who are your favorites? Yeah, so I'm a huge Patriots fan, uh, and then I'm a Celtics fan as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What about you, Sean? So on the sports note, I'm a huge Bengals fan, and they won last night, which was awesome. Oh! And, they, <laughs> and I was able actually to go to the Super Bowl and watch the Bengals because we never have been to a Super Bowl since like since I was born. So it was kind of a big deal. Uh, that's one thing. Another thing is uh, I have twin younger sisters, um, and they're uh, studying to be doctors. Um, and both my parents are doctors, and both my grandfathers were doctors. So I'm kind of the oddball out taking that risk, and you know, and and I'm lucky to have people who like can you know, like back me up, uh, but it has been like, you know, definitely making the own path on all cylinders. So, um, yeah, I come from like a physician family. I wanted to be a brain surgeon until I was like halfway through high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can, I can already see it. I, I'm already envisioning this. Okay. I, I know it's not like a few years from now, but definitely like Five plus years from now, I'm seeing this book written by both of you about your journey, your struggles, um, what your family said as you were going through this uh, journey and how you overcame them. I, I already, I'm already seeing this New York Times bestseller happening. <laughs> um, yeah, and, as, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and on that topic, we've actually been contacted by a few news outlets before, just interested in the same thing. I think Wall Street Journal, uh, uh, Business Insider did a pretty nice piece on us, I think, last year. Um, which we really appreciated, and then um, uh, uh, and then also we we do write books, but they're mostly about trading strategy. For example, right. we recently published a 20, 30 page ebook on how to grow a small trading account this year, which is very difficult, and this strategy has been extremely successful so far, and we continue to do it. So um, you know, we we do write those books, and Manad, I, I appreciate the idea. We'll have to write another one. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We will we will actually yeah. link all your books in the show notes so everybody can check out the ebooks and every all your articles as well. Wonderful. We'd love to have anybody, yeah. uh, whether you know nothing, whether you know everything about markets or right in between, we have a place for you and people who would expand your network. Yeah. That's awesome. So as we close out today, are there any final and parting words that you would like to tell our audience? One thing I would say is um, uh, if you're looking for a community of traders, make sure to join. Um, I'm sure we'll have it in the link in the description. Um, we'll um, put a link to our website and then you can join our community from there as well. Um, we have a free 10-day trial so you can see everything that we have to offer. 
And um, if you have any questions or you want to learn more, uh, definitely feel free to reach out as well. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, thanks for having us. Uh, one final thing is that we're coming out with a brand new app. It's a mobile app uh, and a desktop app. We've been working on it for over a year in development, um, and it has everything we currently have plus a lot more. It's called Trade Nest by Eagle Investors, and we should have the free launch. Uh, the free launch, uh, like I think February 2023 at the latest. Um, and beta tests for current clients are occurring within the next month or two. So we're really excited to bring that. Um, that's really the next step for our company. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, what's coming next. I will tell everybody here as somebody who has been in the industry for a long time, I am a member of Eagle Investors. My son has interned with you, with you guys as a sophomore in high school. Um, I'm a big fan and it doesn't matter. It's not just for the youth. Um, that's something that I really want to like put out there that I'm, I'm also interesting in you guys and I'm probably going to start, you know, working with you guys as well. So thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for putting it out there. Um, it is so inspiring and uh, we look forward to what Eagle Investors has in the future. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate all your support and cannot wait to hear about your own success stories. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay up to date with the latest podcast episodes. Don't forget, follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at the links in the show notes for more free resources and other news. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you back here next week.